1: Boom! We can't get fooled
2: again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for joining the show and listening. Hope you're doing as well as you possibly can in this wacky, wacky world of ours. We're going to discuss some of the crazier laws that are being passed right now in this snitch culture that we live in, (laughs) turning neighbor against neighbor. Also, we have some results from last week's midterm election primaries. Big news Mm. in Pennsylvania. Is Dr. Oz going to be their Senate (laughs) candidate? We still don't know. Donald Trump has made some choices that might not be approved by other members of the Republican Party. And, of course, John Fetterman was able to snag the nomination with the Democratic Party. So we'll keep Mm. you up to date on that. But before all of that war... What is it good for? Absolutely forgetting. George W. Bush. <laughs> Whoa! Do you recall the shoe that was thrown at him when he was giving a speech? Oh, yeah. well, the brave shoe. That shoe, mm. that proverbial sh- shoe. That brave was shoe. a brave shoe. That shoe has been stuck in his mouth once again as his foot <laughs> is also attached to it. There's a clip that you can't even script there is sometimes politicians accidentally provide insight into their soul and mm. it shows that they are mildly self-aware mm. this clip of george w bush again a war criminal a man who is not <laughs> cute a man who yes he paints pictures of dogs No, oh, he's got candy he's always got candy <laughs>
3: elephants in the zoo do that it's nothing special exactly
2: <laughs> although it is special when an elephant in a zoo does yeah, it Yeah, it's actually really cute yeah <laughs> But what's not cute is the war crimes that George W. Bush, along with Dick Cheney, committed. Of course, Liz Cheney living in her father's shadow for worse when it comes to her political future. We'll see one article I was reading when it comes to Prescott Bush out in Texas. Of course, he's also seeking office. The Bush name. And the Cheney name, uh, despite the fact that some of the people that don't like them are also batshit insane, politics, strange bedfellows indeed. But it's nice to see shame come upon the name of Cheney and Bush. Let's play this clip of George W. Bush criticizing Vladimir Putin. Let's not forget a man who he looked at and said, I can see I saw a soul. Yeah, well, you really didn't do a good job, W, because I think his his soul is at best shallow and at worst non-existent.
4: I was looking in the mirror. mirror.
2: (laughs) So let's play this clip of George W. Bush criticizing the invasion of Ukraine and accidentally stumbling upon the truth of his own
4: past.
1: Russian elections are rigged. (laughs) Iraq to Eddie anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, he says I'm 75. 75. Oh, man. The truth of the matter is, our system works pretty well. Oh, God. we got a large, complicated country with mm. a variety of different uh, interests and states. And yet, uh, we've been pulling off elections for quite a while. The ballot is stronger <laughs> than the bullet. It's oh, <laughs> pretty God. relevant these days. <laughs> Jesus. I hear a lot about uh, today's political environment.
2: Uh-huh.
1: A lot of angst around the country. People sure, are really are worried. Why? They don't like the anger. They don't like mm. the finger pointing. They expect huh. better. And uh, and if you got a problem with that, the key thing is to vote.
2: Absolutely. Vote in your gerrymandered, redistricted area. <sighs> and uh, so your vote can also not matter uh. whatsoever. The uh. ballot is stronger than the bullet. Again, <sighs> the irony, of course. This coming from a man who stole an election in the year 2000, had the conservative Supreme Court appoint him president after what occurred in Florida. Now, whether you agree or disagree with some of his policies, there is no doubt that during his administration, this country was an immense amount of turmoil. And what he did in Iraq and Afghanistan was completely unconstitutional. It was a total with total disregard for human rights. I mean, it was absolutely Mm -hmm. for those that don't remember. The war in Iraq Mm. was one of the worst tragedies that Mm -hmm. has happened when it comes to foreign policy in this country's history, second to maybe only Vietnam. Mm. And so for this man to go on stage and accidentally (laughs) say, oh, uh, you know, I I can't do the impression as well as Travis, but to accidentally equate Putin's invasion of Ukraine with his invasion of Iraq. And then the audience just laughs as he follows that up (sighs) with, well, Iraq, too, is just disgusting.
4: No, it's it's so bad. I was counting. I was counting the lies on my hands and I ran out of fingers, Ben. (laughs) My God. I mean, yes, the the he was not a legitimately elected president. Some argue 2004. Our boy, Dr. Bob Fetrakis wrote the book on how Ohio was stolen in 2004. Mm. Uh, Once again, when you have that Republican Secretary of State in your back pocket, whether it's Katherine Harris in Florida in 2000 or Kenneth Blackwell in Ohio in 2004, guess what? They can do the unthinkable and, dare I say, rig the vote, which is exactly what our that former president just said. I mean, there's a right. laundry list of offensive things and self-admissions. And to your point, he accidentally told the truth. At 75 years old. Finally.
2: When Fernando, when, when Vladimir Putin talked about his invasion of Ukraine, he mentioned the US invasion of Iraq mm-hmm. to sure qualify. Does. Right. Yes, and he still does, he to still qualify. He it every time. Yes. yes, every time. Well, how is this any different? I mean, if you're the American people, again, right now, when you hear George W. Bush accidentally admit the truth, which is the only way a politician can tell the truth, what do you think this means for their faith in the system?
3: Okay, if this was pre-2016, I would say that this would have been an outrage. People would have really, this would have raised red flags. It would have really mattered but in a post Trump America mm. he's a meme he even he right. he made the meme face like you eh, face and he laughed and everyone else laughed <laughs> yep. it is now a meme it is the idea of America being democratic is a joke the America yep. the idea of America
4: not having these very fascist ideas is kind of funny to them yeah. mm-hmm. checks and balances completely eradicated i would say in my memory it's when bush and cheney took office because they started I won't I don't want to say just rigging elections, but they they went after the senators who weren't supporting the Iraq war. Uh, mm-hmm. The midterms that that Bush and Cheney won in 2002 gave them carte blanche to go into Iraq because they had the votes in the Senate mm-hmm. in 2003, March 2003. Uh, I mean, again, it's it's beautiful that uh, this truth is eating away at this man's brain while he paints dogs and gives Michelle Obama candy. And you yeah. do
2: wonder if he feels any guilt. It doesn't seem as if he does, again, as the audience, the uh, approving audience, laughs mm-hmm. as he jokes about war crimes. The only senator to vote against the Iraq War, my man from Wisconsin, Russ Feingold. Correction. A man who,
4: We've got a Kissel correction. Oh, it's a Kissel correction. Bam, 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 bam. There were many senators who voted against the Iraq War itself, mm-hmm. uh, but Russ Feingold absolutely voted against the Patriot Act, and he was 99 to 1. He was the only senator to vote against the Patriot Act. Folks,
2: I'm going to get in my tactical bath. we got a correction. (laughs) i got to rub myself down. Folks, folks, I've seen the documents. Well, fantastic, and thank you for that correction. Russ Feingold nonetheless doing uh, a great job as senator of Wisconsin, certainly better uh, than Ron Johnson from Mm. Wisconsin, a man who, again, spent July 4th in Russia
4: Mm -hmm.
2: sucking the dong of (laughs) the Kremlin. These things are why the American people, have no trust in government, which is mm-hmm. why you can have someone Absolutely. like Donald Trump come to the office and be able to say anything he wants to mm-hmm. say, and people will follow along based upon their anger and their rage, and it's rightful and it's it's righteous indignation to a degree until it no longer is, and they become the massive problem as we're seeing now when it comes to the First Amendment being attacked by all sides. Uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida, for example, mm-hmm. is going to pass legislation that makes it illegal to protest outside of people's homes, uh, specifically, of course, in the context of what's going on right now with Roe v. Wade and the Supreme Court, uh, people activating or uh, using their First Amendment rights in order to express their displeasure Mm -hmm. with the constitutional right of uh, choice being on the chopping block when it comes to this extremely conservative Supreme Court. And then, of course, we have situations on the left where censorship is, uh, is also a dangerous precedent when it comes to what can you say, what can't you say. Uh, if you look at what's going on right now in New York, uh, Governor Hochul, uh, she wants to um, have some rain on First Amendment speech when it comes to the internet. Obviously, this was uh, talked about in the context of the horrific Buffalo shooting, that piece of absolute trash, mm. the bigotry and the hatred that we're seeing in this country. is uh, It's indicative to why we're being manipulated. People are going down rabbit holes and they're not hearing any other side other than a hyper-specific side. And that man doing what he did is absolutely disgusting. Again, we shouldn't take aim at the First Amendment in order to stop these acts of terrorism from occurring. It's a straw man argument. And I just get worried every single time something horrible happens. Uh, It's always The Constitution needs to be changed, and we need to have less protections of our speech. And I just completely and utterly disagree with that, because you have someone like a George W. Bush, Mm. who back in our day, in the year Mm. 2000, 2001, after the Saudis bombed uh, with planes, the Twin Towers, there was a chilling effect on speech. And if you did come out against the war, as Travis just said— You were demonized, criticized. It was used in campaign ad after campaign ad. And that, of course, helped the Republicans in the midterms and the 2004 election. So we're seeing history repeat itself when the First Amendment is again on the chopping block and they're not discussing the real problem, which is hatred, bigotry, and in many ways now in the modern society, what's going on with these freaking algorithms.
3: So um, I guess I'm trying to understand. So Hochul specifically said that hate speech is not protected.
2: Because, yes.
3: And so that's, but it it technically is?
2: It is. What she said was, you know, you can't falsely shout fire in a theater. And she talked about how people are getting radicalized on the internet, going to these forums and again i understand where she's coming from and to and that is there is some truth Her to that without a doubt,
3: are, are correct but I the agree.
2: answer is not the government then limiting your speech no. because what happens when you push things underground like a good old zit it just ends up popping off and the whole damn thing gets real freaking messy
4: Exactly. And of course, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, of course, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, it was George W. Bush making his speech in Pennsylvania. That was the first time I saw it was, I mean, brilliant reference there, Ben, because you're absolutely right. When 9-11 happened, they started curtailing our speech. They created yeah. the NSA domestic spying program. It all became legal. FISA warrants, warrants that we didn't know mm. about. The prison camps in, in Iraq were uh, like uh, Abu Ghraib, where we were yep. torturing people. Absolutely. We had our CIA whistleblower, John Curacao, on this show. He talked about how he blew the whistle on the fact that America was committing torture. All of these civil liberties, these egregious violations of our civil rights, uh, all of the Bill of Rights, are amendments 1 through 10 mm-hmm. – um, I mean, and he it was all in the name of national security. But at that time, mm-hmm. the enemies were abroad. And it was George Bush who last year said in his speech on 9-11, the 20th anniversary in Pennsylvania, that the enemy is now within. Right. And so it is very fitting that now they are using those mm. same tactics that they use against uh, terrorists, foreign, and now are, are basically going to start deeming terrorists domestically.
2: Yeah. And uh, as, you know, the Iraq war was happening As the drone war picked up under Obama, despite the fact he won a Nobel Peace Prize, which as I've said before, and I'll say it again, he needs to give back, (laughs) we knew it was going to come home. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now as the drone uh, monitoring continues, as our, uh, you know, just the constant slow rollback of our rights to privacy just continue to go away. It really is hitting a critical mass. And this is something on purpose. The power class don't want you to uh, discuss or express how you're angry with them. And they want to keep on cracking us. And they're using, again the social media algorithms to do so. I was speaking with someone who I know who is a programmer, and she mentioned how she thinks roughly two-thirds of the people on Twitter are bots. And Mm. I said, why do you think that? And she said, well, I created them. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That was her previous job. And I said, well, how do they pretend to be human? And she's like, it's really simple. I'll say, if I go on Twitter, I say, I love ham. A bot will just say, fuck (laughs) you, you piece of shit. Ham sucks. (laughs) And then I end up Mm. engaging with said Mm. bot, and they have learned how to say the most hateful, mean things and slowly but surely it erodes our trust in our neighbors and it, re- it erodes our trust in our society. And that's where we're seeing so much violence right now. Speaking of the First Amendment, there's an interesting article that got zero attention by anybody. So we might as well talk about it in Atlanta. <laughs> there's a rapper named Young Thug and I mm. love him. And I every morning I wake up and I say, I love <laughs> Young Thug and I love his music so dang much, mm-hmm. not to, not to sound like the whitest man on earth. But anyway, so. Since the, over this past decade, Young Thug has uh, he raps about, you know, his life, right? And so, because of this, prosecutors have said, that they believe they can use his rap lyrics against him in the court of law to prove that he was involved in criminal activity. So in 2018, a track said, I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. Anybody was featuring Nicki Minaj. He goes on to say, I told them to shoot a hundred rounds ready for war. Like I'm Russia. Very apropos, by the way, for 2018, I get all the cash. I'm a general. So, because of this, a prosecutor now wants to hold him. Uh, who who they want to look at his lyrics in order to use it against him in a court of law. It goes on to say, the rap goes on to say, take this motherfucker, take this motherfucking trial. So it's a 56 count indictment. It was filed by Georgia prosecutors. And they say that they arrested young thug whose real name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams on felony charges of participating in gang activity and violating Georgia's racketeer law. In an 88 page document, Fulton County prosecutors Prosecutors list lyrics from nine of his songs from 2014's You, which is E-W-W, to last year's Ski. Uh, Prosecutors allege that the 30-year-old hip-hop star... um, Wrote down basically his crimes in lyric form, and because of that, they believe that they can uh, charge him with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, violent crimes including murder, armed robbery, carjacking, theft, and drug wow. dealing. Guys, wow, isn't this disgusting? As someone who has, <laughs> I don't know, maybe spoken a little out of right? pocket for the past Ooh, eleven years, we if get you want to go
3: hyperbolic, maybe <laughs> if you want to go listen
2: to Round Table <laughs> of Gentlemen, this is absolutely disgusting that prosecutors in Georgia, again, the place that should be investigating Brian Kemp purging the voter rolls, which is why he's currently the governor.
4: This this is such this is such a chilling effect on speech. I mean, I can't even believe that we're here. So they're basically saying that he admitted to all of these crimes within his rap lyrics, within for years his and years? music. Exactly. Wow.
2: Despite the fact realizing that art is a, um, it's an exaggeration mm-hmm. of self. Uh, Eminem has some great lyrics in "Rap God," where it's like, if I actually did the things that I said I was gonna do, I wouldn't be able to take care of my daughter. Right. I don't really want to kill my mother, or maybe he does, but he won't do yeah, it.
3: Yeah, he's that's just him, him art, artfully speaking. What what bothers me about this is there any other evidence other than these? Lyrics? Lyrics. It, did they? Did, is there cameras? Is there? Was there a belief that it was him, and they just hadn't hadn't gotten to admit it? And so it, it really bothers me because why aren't we then getting you know like I, I was talking before the show yeah. Stephen King. Exactly. Why aren't we Going after Steve. Why aren't it's we? It's a
2: pedophile at- because it has quite a steamy it, child. It's a lot orgy. of murder. It's a
3: lot of murder. <laughs> Let's get him. I mean, every writer, every songwriter. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous.
2: So we're we're now going to take away art. We're going to criminalize art, and it's always the cliche whether it be video games or movies or songs, whatever it is that isn't the actual problem, which is, again, innate bigotry, uh, hatred, um, feelings of loneliness, again, the algorithm directing people's minds. Uh, I was talking about this before. like When Twitter came out and Instagram, I was a full-fledged adult. I had my degree Mm -hmm. in poli-sci. I kind of knew my opinions when I got my Instagram they kept on just sending me right wing horse shit, being like, "He's single, mm-hmm. he's straight, he's white, <laughs> he's you know 38 at the time 40 or whatever. He's gonna love this lipless motherfucker, Charlie Kirk." And I'm like, "Stop <laughs> showing me what this dickless fuck has to say." But if I wasn't so strong of mind, not that that's a compliment, I was just older. I would have it would have been the tail and the dog.
4: The algorithm would have got you. Yeah. By this rationale, the Fulton County prosecutors can now bring charges against George Bush for uh, heinous war crimes because he accidentally <laughs> admitted to it in a speech. Good also, point. this is going to put a chilling effect on George W. Bush's upcoming rap album. I, uh, we actually oh, have a yeah. track right here. Yeah. I started the Iraq war and a fast jail pressure. I start 30 more. Thank you. <laughs> So this is kind of just the
3: continuation of like what Tipper Gore was doing, right? Absolutely. It's wow. Just
4: a yeah. 80s reference.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, early 90s, I believe, when she came out with the parental guidance, correct?
4: Yes. It was during yeah. when Al Gore was president, but it all started. Vice president, it was all yeah. dreamt up in the 80s when Al Gore was a Democratic senator from Tennessee, which sounds impossible now. So. Desperately
2: <laughs> working to create the Internet. <laughs>
4: well, Absolutely. he made it. Ben. He made it.
3: And that's where we are now. young
4: thug is going to jail that's why alan (laughs) tipper got divorced actually she was mad at him for creating the internet because now all those dirty words are out there
2: yeah and of course i can't even imagine the uh pornographic images of a tree having sex with a woman that Al Gore jerks off to, (laughs) much like the new Evil Dead film that came out, well, new-ish, came out about three years ago. So, Georgia, what they're going to be using is their RICO statute, and uh, this is according to the defense. Uh, They say that all of this is baseless and that Williams, again, that is young thug, was, quote, "...not involved with any criminal street gang activity whatsoever." So if they have evidence that says, yes, this man committed these crimes, and here's an image, and here's the person that was an eyewitness, and so on and so forth, okay. But you cannot use a man's artistic lyrics against him in a court of law to prove that he committed a crime because, as Fernando said, good luck being an author, good luck being a musician, podcaster. Or actor.
3: Well, I'm reading more into this RICO thing, and it's a little bit scary. So Georgia's RICO statute is basically, it's modeled after a 1970s federal law that was used to convict the top mobsters and gangsters back then. So basically, they need not have committed a crime to be found guilty.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. The
3: state just has to prove that the defendant committed two or more predicate crimes. So basically, he just has to have said at some point, and then someone else does the crime. And so now he's in jail because... He's part of a mob or a gang?
2: Well, it's the birds of a feather phenomenon or philosophy. And I'll tell you one thing, judging by that, every single politician judging by Madison Cawthorn's history of wonderful orgies has gang banged (laughs) their way through a Saturday night in Washington, D.C. And then on another level of this, when it comes to tech surveillance, obviously, as we've been talking about these past few weeks with Roe v. Wade uh, possibly Mm. uh, being done away with, Many women are worried about tech surveillance of their pregnancies. Oh, mm-hmm. So what's going on right now? Uh, in Philadelphia, there was a gal named Chandler Jones. She realized she was pregnant during her junior year of college, and she uh, gave some information. She uh, she turned to a trusted source of information that she thought was going to be trusted, which was her cell phone. Uh, she says... I couldn't imagine before the internet trying to navigate this. Uh, she goes on to say, I didn't know if hospitals did abortions. I knew Planned Parenthood did abortions, but there were none near me. So I just kind of Googled it. Now, what's so interesting here is, as we've been talking about with these trigger laws that 26 states have, if the Supreme wow. Court does end up uh, repealing Roe v. Wade, can all of this be used to bring these people to court look at their uh, look at their history, look at their search history uh, uh
4: figure out that they were pregnant and if they're no longer pregnant, will they be charged with murder it's quite possible i mean depends on the the state really i mean i think at this point it's a competition right now between these republican uh, controlled states to basically have the most egregious abortion wow. laws on the books as of now i was reading an article on uh, sunday about oklahoma that seems to be the worst one they've taken yeah. the texas law the snitch culture that we've talked about and absolutely bastardized it to whole new levels um and in it- the Oklahoma
2: law, it's six weeks. That's uh, oh. after six weeks and abortion is now illegal. However, they do have the caveat with the exception of rape or incest. Now, but let's be serious. You have to prove that you there were raped. Rape or and incest. my understanding yeah. of the criminal justice system is mm. like the court date. It's not Matlock. It doesn't happen in an hour oh, Right. in between
4: commercial breaks. It can take months. Right. That's one of the difficult parts of the law is that a woman needs to go to the authorities and she needs to have a report to prove that she was indeed raped. And often these aren't reported for a multitude of completely legitimate reasons. Absolutely. Uh, Shame, uh, embarrassment, fear, retaliation. I was talking
2: talking with a friend of mine who uh, she was in an abusive relationship, and she mentioned that when she filed – They have to – you have to disclose your address. And she was Mm. supposed to disclose her address to her abuser. So they ended up um, giving a different – or they gave uh, a a family member's address. But what if you don't have one? You know, I mean talk about retribution. Talk about scary as hell scenario. This person is obviously already a psychopath. And now they're going to know where you live if they didn't before? There you go. There lies the rub. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They learn when they get served papers, which is actually very dangerous, you know, even more so because
2: now you've agitated them. Now you've instigated the the stay away from me. Absolutely. So in a post row world, if the Supreme Court does upend the 1973 decision, this data again, reg- referring to uh, Chandler Jones, uh, this data could be used in a court of law and it could be extremely it could make women extremely vulnerable to legal action from the state. Come on. I mean, this is like one of those scenarios that is a nightmare out of a science fiction film that's coming to fruition, and I don't know people don't seem to care that much at the very least the mainstream media of course financed uh, by Northrop Grumman uh, Raytheon and so on and so forth
4: (laughs) yeah well and it reminds me of again just to go back to the George W. Bush Cheney era of you know when they did start reading our emails and monitoring our our cell phones and and who we were calling and how long we talked and they could listen in or read any text or emails whenever they wanted and the whole idea was well if i'm not a terrorist i'm not doing anything wrong then i don't really care the problem is what if the state continues to make laws and then eventually you are doing something wrong
2: exactly i hate that argument so much i'm not doing anything wrong why would i care because (sighs) slippery slope slope Mm -hmm. and you can become a criminal with the stroke of a freaking pen
3: i mean if we connect the past two stories we talked about basically now in georgia if you discussed abortions on your cell phone, you may not even have had one yet. Just the fact that you discuss them puts you basically in the scope of the law that you are you're a, cr- a yeah. criminal. You're basically You're
2: on a list. Yeah. Which, from my history, my family history, I'm just going to tell you, lists aren't great.
4: (laughs) Lists are not good. And, of course, I mean, there were so many lists during the the war on terror era uh, that were created. The no-fly list that people would just find themselves uh, frivolously on for some reason or another. And, of course, with
2: the no-fly list, that explains why so many people wear sweatpants on planes. Hello, I will be here all week.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do want to say, obviously, there is the case of the Buffalo shooter, the white- Supremacists, people who are yes. planning things, and the FBI does have a way of figuring these things out. But you see, even with the Buffalo shooter, Ugh. he had an hundred and eighty-page manifesto. It's not right. just a text that he sends to a friend or his grandma saying, "I'm you know about to do this terrible heinous thing." Right. It's always it's a huge manifesto, and they make it public.
2: Yeah, and the question is, I guess, if you are having to sift through all of these other non-consequential messages of whatever people search, do you miss something like this fucking total psychopath in Buffalo? Do you, because you're so overwhelmed? I mean, if I'm the FBI, uh, you know, or CIA or any member of the intelligence community or any of the hundreds of police uh, type uh, (laughs) operations we have in this country, precincts and whatnot uh, and entities, do you even want it? Like, why you're you're cluttering up the pipes? I wouldn't be
3: doing my job on this podcast if I didn't mention that I think it also has to do with the skin color of these people. I mean, Young Thug is a black man discussing yeah. wow. violence, and this was a white man discussing violence, and there it's just it's different. It's two different types of people in the eyes of the law and in wow. the eyes of our
2: government. You make a very extremely valid point, and that just. Uh, the, the proof is in the pudding.
3: It is right there. Uh,
2: of course, obviously, the man in Buffalo taken alive, uh, despite the fact of being heavily armed. And as we've seen in the past, where children, black kids, men mostly, but not always, black obviously, Brianna I mean. Taylor and so on, uh, not armed. Absolutely are not. Uh, not taken alive. So this is according to Cynthia Conti Cook. Uh, she's a lawyer and technology fellow at the Ford Foundation. She says the value of these tools for law enforcement. Uh, is for how they really get to peek into the soul. It's horrifying.
4: <laughs> that's I don't what want, I want law enforcement in my soul. I want to copy <laughs> <in> my <laughs> soul. Why, why don't they just have George W. Bush show up and look into their soul? <laughs> <laughs> clearly worked before. Yes, he says it gives them the mental
2: chatter inside of our heads. <sighs> so, uh, again. They're not wrong, though. They're, not, they're wrong. not wrong.
3: And that's what's scary about it. That's what's scary to me.
2: Yes, it, they're not wrong. And, you know, it reminds me also, and we'll continue on talking about um, – the, uh, the First Amendment here in, in, slightly, a, in, in slightly a lighter story, um, even though it's extremely annoying, but it reminds me of what happens when you want to get life insurance and mm-hmm. you admit it to a professional mm-hmm. that you might be suicidal because life is really hard and sometimes people are suicidal. And sometimes when people tell you why they're suicidal, you're like, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> Life is really hard and all of us go through our ups and our downs. And um, there's a reason why uh, people and mental health And taking care of ourselves is such a big issue because it's very difficult to be alive.
3: And since we last talked about that, I did research on how to avoid that situation. Ben. So what you do is uh, when your insurance company asks you for your medical record release, just don't release the psychologist.
2: Just don't do yeah,
3: it. Yeah, I mean, they'll you they can you know my medical history on all my blood work and everything like that. Great, but did you ever talk to any psychologist? Nope, don't remember, don't, don't rem- recall,
2: do not recall, I do not recall. Just like a good war criminal, <laughs> yeah, I but do unlike being a <laughs> war criminal, you just have to say I don't recall. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene I doesn't mean, recall. It worked for her, right? <laughs> <Yes. It> did.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing (sighs) in America. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way
4: to shop for custom window treatments. There's
0: no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated
4: showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com
0: now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: All right. Well, speaking of snitch culture and people turning on each other and turning on neighbor versus neighbor, which in a heavily armed society, they just estimated in America there are four hundred million guns, which <sighs> is more than there are people. A city in Chicago suburbs is now regulating how long a dog can bark. Oh, this God. is an Aurora, straight out of Wayne's World. And Aurora has approved a new law. It's a quote: an excessive. Noise law. So if a dog barks more than 15 minutes, between 7 a.m. and 10 p.m., the owner gets a $100 ticket. Now, obviously, <sighs> no one wants to be woken up by a dog, I understand. Right. But is this something that we need the police knocking down your door for? Is this a situation where your dog is barking? Also, maybe there's a home invasion. Maybe you're freaking having a heart attack. God knows what the dog is barking at. I can't imagine it was that big of an issue anyway in the suburbs of Aurora. This is another reminder of, if I'm not doing anything wrong, what do I have to worry? Oh, it turns <laughs> out you have five freaking dogs because you have a rescue, <laughs> and some of the dogs might be traumatized, and they might be barking Samantha. So now, here's a $100 citation, and the person knocking on your door is heavily armed and basically has the right to kill you. So neighbors would now have to record multiple <laughs> with multiple <laughs> witnesses to report the violation, which means, again, snitch culture at its worst. Mm-hmm. You're Pamela. You're at home. Oh, my God. I better get my phone out. And then you oh, got to okay. hit record, put it out your fucking window, and see if the dog barked more than 15 minutes. Oh, he did it. 15 minutes on the nose. And then you call the goddamn cops. The cops show up and give this person a $100 ticket. And as we know, protect and serve is a lie. They're there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess to serve you a notice. <laughs> to uh, find you. Yes, exactly. And to protect themselves. But anytime you have to engage with a police officer, your day is worse, your risk factor goes up, oh. and the odds of injury or violence drastically increases. So now we have a society. We're in this suburb. If a dog starts barking, you can just assume that your neighbors have started to record what's going on in your freaking backyard.
3: <laughs> Unfortunately, I see this as just the 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 results of a lack of community we have in this country. Absolutely. Because if if it were mm. your neighbor, you would just go, hey, dude, your dog's been barking for 15 minutes. Can we please do something about it? Please. Yeah, just yeah. take Do you... Can I get you something? Like, are you okay? But instead, we're going to call the cops and like exactly what you said. The cops... My mom tells me this all the time. She's like, the only reason you call the cops is when you want somebody to die. And (laughs) it's a rough... It's really rough. That's brutal, but, but but true. It's true. And she says the only... Anything else... Try to deal with it. You know, did
2: your parents? I know in the uh, in the African American community, the Black community, they have conversations with their children about how to engage with police. Uh, In the Hispanic community, is there something similar? Like, did you have that conversation growing up? I mean, obviously, like I think everyone, every parent is like, you know, don't be arrested, please. Right. But did you have that conversation as well, where you were like, I feel like I'm an other, and uh, because of that, I have to act in a different way when being approached by officers?
3: I'm going to go off on a tangent, but absolutely. So until the age of about thirteen or 14, I was actually an illegal immigrant. So I had a. I was horrified of police officers and my parents just were very clear. She's like, they could literally deport you if you say the wrong things. So you say you were born in El Paso, Texas, if anyone, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, I was, I love queso. I have (laughs) queso right here in
2: my pocket officer. Uh, But I got
4: a pocket constitution right here, sir.
3: (laughs) So I had a, it was a very, it was be as respectful as you can be, but know that these men have your future. Not only your, you know, they can kill you, but they literally have, you can be deported. Yeah. By, by something that the choice that you make when in engaging with these men. So I had that a lot. And then when I when I when I got legal and I was about 14, I maintained that respect. But the fear never went away. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. even even now when I cross a checkpoint, I'm perfectly legal. I have my card. I'm great. I still have this fear like I could be deported. Right. So and that's just me as a you know, as an immigrant. So I don't I mean, the the things that a, a person of color, like a, a black person in Chicago could be going through. That's just insane to me to think about.
2: And there is a difference yeah. there. Obviously, my father being an immigrant is still a, just a resident. My mother leaves him. He's out of here. He's back to Germany. <laughs> he can
3: stay. We <laughs> talked about. This.
2: I don't recall <laughs> that fear. I don't mm. recall that fear in my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was understood. And as we talked about uh, three weeks ago or so, when it comes to Ukrainian refugees, again, we need to take them. We need to help people. But the secret door that they get to go through <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. as uh, as thousands of people fleeing similar situations uh, all over um, uh, Central America uh, and so on and so forth. They are not being given the exact same treatment, and uh, that Mm is mistreatment under the law. Now, again, one of the biggest privileges you can have is citizenship, Mm -hmm. and uh, to not allow people to have that makes them a marginalized society and a marginalized people. So also when it comes to the Chicago law, again, it seems like it's lighter, but these things all matter. Mm -hmm. The city is also not going to limit how many cats or dogs you can have, so a new law limits a family to have four pets. Uh, and they could only have two of one type without approval from the city's uh, animal control agency. Ferret, rabbits, guinea pigs, and hamsters fall under the same rules. So you mm. can't have four ferrets. You can't have two. <laughs> you can only have two ferrets
4: and two guinea pigs. What the hell are we doing here? Well, this is, poor little Timmy. is That fifth hamster. Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> we got to take him in. <laughs> We're going to have to like, kill him. This reminds me of the, the Karen's law from New York, the woman who called the police on, on the bird watcher, uh, on the black man who was just watching birds in Central Park. This feels like the opposite of a Karen's law. This is like a Karen created law that is now codified where it's basically, oh, that dog's so annoying. And to your point about the 15 minutes of proving that the dog was barking for so long. What if that person's not home? What if that person's out at their job? What if they're out picking up the kids? This again, to Fernando's point, this seems like it's targeting lower income people who Absolutely. may just not be home to shush the dog within five minutes or feed the dog. They should be making it a, a mandatory for a neighbor to go over and, and give the dog some ham. Uh, so this is when those bots on Twitter were, could really come in handy. If, <laughs> you know.
2: Absolutely. And then just to continue this conversation a little bit before we get into some of the results of the uh, the most recent election, uh, there's also a situation in Texas. So tech platforms are facing a potential new reality unless the Supreme Court intervenes. Uh, Texans could immediately start Mm -hmm. suing tech giants like Meta and YouTube. And again, fuck all of them. But do I think that this is the right decision again? Absolutely not. So they can sue uh, these tech giants if they disagree with some of the decisions that have been made uh, within these communities. So the law supporters seeded a way to get Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and other social media uh, companies to stop what many of the right have long viewed as, quote, censorship Of conservative viewpoints. Now, of course, the irony here is the right only disagrees with censorship (laughs) when uh, the things that are being spoken are against what they believe. And of course, uh, the opposite can be true as well. But in this case, the right seems to be winning. Opponents point out that the law is likely to let virtually anyone challenge any content-related decision by the platforms, even though most content moderation involves blocking spam, porn, and barring harassment and uh, bullying. This is uh, HB20. It applies uh, to platforms with 50 million or more U.S. monthly users, and it bars, quote, censorship based on, quote, viewpoint. But, of course, the irony is it would censor people's viewpoints. So it's just happening all over in in the real world, in the interweb world, and it's just occurring right in front of our eyes. And, again, the people that lived in that Aurora suburbs, you said, well, let me know when I'm breaking the law. Are those three fucking ferrets right there? Here's a hundred dollars fine and you better murder Tommy, the ferret right in front of me.
3: Texas <laughs> is pretty mad about the internet. Cause they very banned, mad, right? They banned like filters. Didn't they? <laughs> you heard about that last week or something. Yeah. they is banned, that right? Yeah. So if you go on, if you're on Instagram and you go in, in Texas, you can no longer use filters to like hide your face or do changes to your face because it has something to do with a uh, stealing identity or something. So well, it's just, I think they're, they're really getting into the minutia of it. You know, whatever elon and joe rogan are doing in texas is making the internet crazy over there
2: i guess so also (laughs) speaking of of the disgusting shooting in buffalo texas was considering uh filing a a complaint against twitch for taking down the video the video because they said it, it violated his rights to uh, to opinion and certain viewpoints, political viewpoint. And uh, Travis and I were speaking uh, this past week. And Travis, I think you made a great point that your First Amendment rights end and your Second Amendment rights end as soon as you do something to violate my constitutional rights. Absolutely.
4: Yes, absolutely. As soon as you use those rights to hurt someone or attempt to hurt someone or steal their stuff or attempt to steal their stuff, you are in violation of the code of laws that we live by in this country.
2: Absolutely. So this is according to Chris Marchese, Council of Net Choice. He says, HB20 strips private online businesses of their speech rights, forbids them from making constitutional protected editorial decisions, and forces them to publish and promote objectionable content. What? Aren't these supposed to be the people that also were like, watch horror movies and you're going to hell? Yeah. <laughs> Tipper gore, just as I talked about. Exactly. Yeah. So again, As we've said before, clowns to the left, jokers to the right, we're stuck right here uh, not being allowed to speak um, because these assholes have a chokehold on what they think we should be talking about. So the First Amendment prohibits Texas from forcing online platforms to host and promote foreign propaganda, pornography, pro-Nazi speech, and spam. The law's opponents also see it as violating Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which protects online platforms from liability for moderating user-contributed content. So it is, uh, wow, it's the wild, wild west of control out there.
4: Yeah. And then you add to the fact that, again, Texas was the state that passed the very first snitch culture abortion laws. Absolutely. So you just now you wonder how many of these other elements of a snitch culture can they mix in with all these other new laws? You know, you snitch on Twitch. Everyone's going to be snitching on Twitch now. I mean, <laughs> everyone horrible. needs to live up to their former governor there in Texas, George W. Bush. And who needs snitch culture when you just snitch on yourself? <laughs>
1: Elevate every morning
3: with
2: Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands
1: of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's Best Pair You'll Ever Wear or its free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com Pandora. Save 20% at TommyJohn.com Pandora. See site for details.
2: All right. Well, just lastly, speaking of snitching on yourself, Madison Cawthorn, the gift that keeps on ejaculating. Uh, So, yes. So he lost. He lost his Republican primary race. He uh, he lost it to Senator Chuck Edwards. Uh, He is the uh, man who again said that I've been invited to orgies in Washington, (laughs) D.C. And again, that was a lie by deflection because all the pictures came out and it turns out he likes to wheel himself around said orgies and again (laughs) it's not a problem if it wasn't for the hypocrisy Mm -hmm. right so he lost his election uh Cawthorn called Edwards to concede this will be in the 11th congressional district and Cawthorn my god what a short run He had, I can't think of somebody who crashed and burned faster.
4: I mean, pun intended. That's how he hurt his legs. Oh, I don't want that. I don't (laughs) like that. That's not good.
2: But uh, my God, talk about a dude. He's 26, 27 years old. Everyone thought thought he was going to be the future. He's a handsome man. Uh, He's a, he's a war uh, veteran. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as saying hero. And wow. Did he just find out quickly politics the wind of change comes fast much like him at the orgies oh i will. i'm <laughs> I- here all week folks actually can i stay with you this week <laughs> I, uh, I my comedy career is going horrible and uh currently homeless
3: I have so much, but, but please. Travis, please. I, I I need a minute, Travis.
4: Oh, sure. I mean, formulate those thoughts. I think, I mean, there's so many elements. Again, of course, Madison Cawthorn has said, I sent you guys the tweet today, yes. um, that the deep state's still after him. They're still coming after him. Um, There are Why ethics would... violations yes. due to the, uh, again, just uh, not even a relationship with your staffer, even if he is your cousin. We're not even talking about that. You no. can't have your staffer living with you at your address, and that's the address that his staffer had the checks sent to as he was getting paid. You cannot do that. Also, of course, and Fernando can jump into it more so uh, than I can, the cryptocurrency... Yes. pump and dump scheme pump and Master dump. Cawthorn was blatantly he is going to get so pinned, not in the fun way, In this one as well so uh, it's just, it's it's a laundry list of egregious violations mm-hmm. again uh, by someone who should have never really been elected this position in the first place.
2: And of course Donald Trump had endorsed him and now mm-hmm. obviously he lost the primary it looks like Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania probably will lose the primary. Ironically Hopefully. enough they're waiting for the mail-in ballots to come <laughs> Oh, all, which of a a sudden, yeah. come all of a sudden mail-in ballots should all
4: Every single one. I'm going to call Brad Rathensperger in Georgia right now. So he's he's got 12,000 votes for Pennsylvania.
3: (laughs) I'm so thankful uh, to it's North Carolina, right? I'm so thankful to North Carolina for doing the right thing because I would have I don't know what I would have done this week if he had if he had won. He yeah. was he was carrying loaded guns. He was having crime. Right. Right. I mean, he oh was he was hustling people out of money through cryptocurrency. He did everything wrong. He was the most evil type of politician. If North Carolina had reelected him, I would have honestly lost faith. I just I would have. there is no winning. So yeah. I'm very, I'm actually. So the
2: shred of faith that we're clinging on to remains
3: because he again because yeah I I um I have the high bristophilia when it comes to Madison Cawthorn I look at him and I go I can fix him you know he's, <laughs> I can show him love so so I'm glad that all of North Carolina and Americans looked at this man and saw past that and yes. saw past all of the wheelchair and everything and was like this isn't the right guy for us
2: so we got uh, Donald Trump live from Truth Social <laughs> headquarters which I can only imagine <laughs> is a, is a mcdonald's uh mr trump what do you want to say to people uh when it comes to supporting madison Cawthorn, even even with all these
4: allegations recently he made some foolish mistakes which oh. i don't believe he'll make ever again oh, wow. let's give madison a second chance
3: uh, you see again i i have just the resounding faith because it, it shows that there's some people with the power to vote that are just not going to let America crash and burn. Absolutely. Not just yet, at least. Not yet.
2: No. And also, we're going to be joined by Madison Cawthorn. Uh, Mr. Cawthorn, what do you think about Donald Trump's support for you?
3: I've found that most people in politics, if it's not politically expedient to them, they'll turn their back on you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But no matter what you are facing, when Donald Trump has your back, he has your back to the end. Whoa! All Whoa.
4: Right. Sounds like oh, we got your back. That's
2: <laughs> an And of course, speaking of mm. the aforementioned McDonald's, <laughs> Edwards, the man that Madison Cawthron lost to, uh, owns a bunch of McDonald's franchises. So yeah. there you go. Well. You'll be eating good in the neighborhood. Fix the milkshake machine. <laughs> At, fix the milkshake machine before you can ever, ever, before you belong in the House of Representatives. Um, his big thing is uh, small businesses, guns, and of course, immigration. Being anti-immigration. Naturally, despite the fact he doesn't realize how small businesses really function.
3: Right. So, you know, <laughs> where do you the workers come from, boy?
2: <laughs> yep, indeed. So anyway, that was an interesting turn of events for a man whose flame came and was put out Literally. exceptionally quickly. <laughs> My <laughs> God. And then also, as we mentioned, uh, John Fetterman was able to beat Conor Lamb and uh, receive the uh, Democratic nomination for Senate. This is unbelievably important if the Democrats Mm -hmm. want to hold on to the Senate, or at the very least, make sure that the Senate is still close and competitive. Um, So we'll see what happens when it comes to that um, general election,
4: now that we have the primaries out of the way. And I'll just obviously also note that John Fetterman uh, suffered a stroke the weekend before uh, said primary election. So not only did he survive a stroke, he survived the primary, and I Honestly, I hope it bodes well for him in the general election, because I would love to see John Fetterman in the Senate next year. Absolutely. And just lastly, again, when
2: it comes to the Bush family, um, Land Commissioner George P. Bush's plan is uh, really disgusting when it comes to Hurricane Harvey aid. Uh, Evidently, this is according to the Texas Tribune, which is amazing, of more than the 300,000 homes in Texas damaged by Hurricane Harvey, none were in Coriel County. However, This county received millions and millions of dollars in aid located 220 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. This small agricultural county was not the place Congress had in mind when it sent more than four billion dollars in disaster uh, preparedness money six months following the storm. Uh, This is according to uh, Representative Al Green, a Democrat out of Houston. He says we wanted to help people who were hurt by Harvey and had the potential to be hurt again, as opposed to people who are are inland and not likely to have suffered great damage. Uh, Corrielle is slated to receive $3.4 million under the plan by Texas General Land Office and its commissioner, George P. Bush, after the land office awarded $1 billion of aid last year, giving the city of Houston nothing. Yikes. So don't forget, George P. Bush, just because Trump's a piece of shit, Just because politics are disgusting and just because the Bush family doesn't say, I don't know, mock someone who is disabled or do certain uh, inflammatory, have certain inflammatory tweets, this family is disgusting. They're pervasive. They should no longer have any power whatsoever. In this case, it's just downright racist. Uh, The Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development accused Bush's office of discriminating against Black and Latino Texans, again, the people who are most devastated by Hurricane Harvey. So when you (laughs) see the Bush name, Please, God, don't go down the... uh, Same thing with Mike Pence. Mike Pence is having this resurgence where people are like, well, at least he's polite. The man Mm. is disgusting. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing that likes to have sex with his own mother, a.k.a. (laughs) his wife who he calls mother.
4: mother. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really matter what uh, letters are in between the George and Bush anymore. The H W -W they all seem to be pretty bad and that's going to be the next george bush that comes around george pb bush for pretty bad and the oh. fact
2: that they think they can allocate these funds this way without anybody noticing <laughs> because quite frankly again msnbc is no there was no error it's not even liberal it's just humane this is just humane policy people who are devastated um by Hurricane Harvey, deserve the funds. I also don't see how this isn't on par with someone who took COVID funds and Mm -hmm. used them illegally. Mm -hmm. How is this even legal for the state of Texas? Also, all of the money that DeSantis is spending in in Florida, a lot of people are praising him. All of that came from the federal government. Yep, absolutely. And again, where are they not supporting people? If they are black, brown, or poor. Uh, And of course, there's many poor whites as well. Right. Uh, this This is a class system that is absolutely disgusting divisive and created on purpose. So the Texas Tribune, and again, love the Texas Tribune. They've been doing some great work, found that the land office is on track to follow a similar pattern as it prepares to allocate the next $1.2 billion of federal aid. So um, remember this stuff? This is where the, this is where the power really is when you have the rights to allocate billions of dollars in your state. This is true power. It's not just someone going and speaking into a microphone. We don't have the power. These people have the power, and this is what they're using the power for. According to John Hennenberger, co-director of the low-income housing advocate Texas Housers, they have signed a complaint, and uh, they have said that the land office is failing to meet the most basic requirement for the money to spend disaster aid in the areas at highest risk for disasters. That's so sad. Ugh. It is so freaking sad. Hennenberger says... Why does some community 200 miles away from the coast get a new water system when you've got neighborhoods that have flooded four or five times in the last decade in a coastal community? It's very mm-hmm. cynical, and we think it's a legal use of funds. And it's i It's absolutely agree legal. With him on that. It should wow. actually be illegal. It's absolutely. almost to the point. I mean, I don't like the federal government uh, interfering in states uh, in many ways, but when it comes to this, I think they should just say absolutely not because we've given you the money. If you're going to take money from the federal government, much like when your parents give you uh your allowance they have a say on what you spend it <laughs> yeah
3: on. like don't go buy drugs exactly yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly so anyway all right
4: everyone well thank you so much for listening Travis what do you got well i I heard you talking there some smack there about a about a George P Bush yeah, yeah. And I, I just want I wanna I wanna I want to pitch you a law that <laughs> that I think you're gonna like I think yeah i you're okay. gonna okay. like what's Here that? new Texas law your dog's barking more than fifteen minutes I'm gonna come over I'm gonna paint it <laughs> <laughs> well thank
2: you so much war criminal you were just one of the best <laughs> war criminal presidents we've had <laughs> since nixon <laughs> all right everyone well thank you so much for listening we hope you're doing well out there and you know we have to know what's going on and then hopefully we can hold these people accountable yep um because yep. again i don't want to toot our own butts here but i don't really hear many people talking about this stuff yeah we got it we, um, we so, might be the only ones we yeah. might be the only ones but well Hopefully that's why you all are listening and hang in there. We're going to keep on fighting the good fight and we're just going to take care of each other. And it's all about us. So if you see someone, just, I don't know, just try to be nice. Give them a, give them a hug. If that's a, if that's something that is mutually agreed upon, <gasps> um, Do whatever you gotta do because it all starts local. Now it's gonna
4: be a snitch law for illegal hugs.
2: Oh, (laughs) no! no. So
3: so if we see something, do we say something still, Ben? Or do we do something about it as a community?
2: That was said in the wake of terrorism where everyone thought everything was a bomb. If you see a bomb, still say something. If you see a dog barking, Shut the fuck up. Or (laughs) as Travis said, give it some ham. ham. The name of this episode is give it some ham. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back a little bit later on this week. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can
3: support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to
0: lastpodcastnetwork.com.